Fit After 30 show, episode number 12. Snacking is making you hungrier and fatter. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Fit After 30 show, the podcast for those who refuse to accept that they're past it or that their best days are behind them and are ready to demand more from themselves despite some potential new challenges. Aches might be there, your time might be a little limited and your responsibilities are likely through the roof. But ultimately, if you're listening in, I know you're not up for just settling. Welcome in once again as we explore how to excel and balance physique, family and fat loss in this new chapter of your life. I'm your host Sharif Lawton and this is the Fit After 30 show. Isn't it funny right that last year when I attempted to get this podcast thing up and running I was like I'm going to be doing three times a week every week gonna be on point never gonna miss. Yeah that didn't last long did it? Whereas now I'm like hey I might do some Mondays I might not just being very sort of blase about it. As it goes, I've not actually missed a Monday and I'm really enjoying this platform being in your ears and delivering some golden nuggets to you each and every Monday, 6 a.m. so that you can get your situation moving forwards when it comes to all things health, fitness, fat loss, confidence and the reason why I am in your ears today. Hopefully you're well, hopefully you're doing good. Uh, my computer right now is doing that weird sort of like takeoff sound and that the kind of desk is buzzing and things are feeling very hot right now. So apologies if you're experiencing some uh, some noise in the background and what have you, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna move this thing on and we're gonna carry this thing on because one take, one take and all that. And just super briefly before we actually get into today's episode, which I think you're going to extract a ton of value from, just one small announcement from me. Uh, about a year or so ago, I developed an app for primarily my coaching clients, in all honesty, uh, whereby I could send them documents, we could communicate through that. And for one reason or another, it just kind of fell by the wayside and it wasn't really kind of in use as much as I, I kind of would have wanted it. Anyway, I had a big discussion with my web developers, my app developers the other day, and uh, we're relaunching it. But we're relaunching it in a way which I want you, listeners, subscribers, followers, to get value from it as well. So I'm going to be posting information resources, training tips, nutrition tips, mindset tips, lifestyle tips, and all the rest of it via that app on a far more frequent basis. Now, the benefit for you is that you get a nice notification when it comes up, so you can be in the in the know about all the cool things I've got on offer, about all the cool things which I'm gonna be talking to you guys about, and essentially won't miss things because, I don't know if you noticed, but Facebook, Instagram, social media in general is changing. Different privacy laws and the ability to kind of see all the posts and all the rest of it sometimes falls by the wayside. And uh, yeah, I don't want you to miss any of the goodness. And I'm gonna be posting stuff on there, which is gonna be exclusive to that app, which is gonna be a bit of a no-brainer for you because it's completely free. You can download it from the App Store regardless if you're on Apple or Android, at SL Coaching Hub, all one word, Hub H-U-B. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you on the inside and connecting further there. Right, ladies and gents, on with the show. So, snacking is making you hungrier and fatter. That is a uh, a bit of a statement, let's be honest. And just before we kind of get into it and discuss any sort of clickbait titles, 
there really is some merit to that statement and I'm gonna be talking to you about exactly where I'm coming from in today's episode when we now chat about snacking. But essentially, before we go on any further, we need to clear up just some very basic kind of foundational stuff just to make sure that everyone's on the same page when it now comes to you know the big rocks of what actually is going to cause the majority of your fat loss to occur. And that's obviously being in this calorie deficit. You would have been sick to death about hearing certain public speakers and what have you talk about calorie fucking deficit on social media, not to name any names. But essentially that's just the the kind of the, the foundations and it's what you need to you know achieve fat loss. Without an energy imbalance, without a calorie deficit, you will not achieve fat loss. Again, hopefully this is nothing groundbreaking right now. I guess what you may not know, realize, understand, or indeed appreciate is that the amount of meals you eat per day to achieve said calorie deficit doesn't actually matter in the slightest. Now, what I mean by this is that we've got clients who do prefer eating little and often, quote unquote, sort of every like two or three hours, the kind of grazing approach. And I must say those clients are few and far between because what we find for the most part is that by very definition, if we are now losing fat and therefore in this calorie deficit, which I've just spoke about, and therefore when you do eat, you actually wanna feel full, you wanna feel satiated, you wanna feel satisfied, you wanna feel like you've had a decent meal rather than constantly sort of like pissing yourself off and fanning the flames when it comes to food times because you never actually get to fill up and feel full. And by very definition, because our overall calories aren't gonna be very high because we're losing body fat, it makes sense to spread out these meal timings it makes sense to spread out when you're eating over the course of a bit more of a longer period so that when you do eat we actually get to eat proper meals and this is kind of where i'm coming from today when we talk about snacking because you hear it all the time don't you in fitness you know magazines and podcasts and social media and all the rest of it at the very least you used to back in the day it's less popular now but it's definitely something which i see trip up so many people and that's this constant thing of like, you have to eat six meals a day to stoke the metabolism and little and often, and you should be grazing and stuff like that. It's like, no, actually, we tend to find that our clients who enjoy the greatest amount of success when it comes to fat loss actually eat less frequently and bigger meals as described. And there's a couple of reasons for that. And I've just kind of given you one. And that's the fact that when they do eat, they actually get to eat a meal and not just kind of feel like some small little field mouse who's nibbling away and you know, you don't actually get satiated. And there's some decent research to suggest that any sort of snack or meal, which is under say 300 calories, is not necessarily gonna fill you up. And let's be honest, what's the number one killer of any fat loss plan or diet? What's the number one killer? I asked this actually to my coaching clients the other day and some people got it, some people didn't. Someone actually said cake and I was like, well, you're on the right lines. It's actually hunger, okay? There's only a certain amount of time that you are naturally gonna put up with X amount of hunger for before you snap, break, binge, and you know how that goes because you've probably been there before, right? So of course, calorie deficit, that is going to incur some sort of hunger which you might not be comfortable with. At the same time, our goal now when setting up a fat loss plan is to make sure that you are the most satiated that you can be while still meeting your goals and not wanting to chew your own arm off. And again, that probably for most people looks like larger meals less frequently compared with grazing little and often because you think it now stokes your metabolism or any sort of other nonsense which you've been fed by mainstream fitness media. Let's now talk about the other problem and the big elephant in the room when it comes to snacking, right? And it's this term, this phrase, this terminology which researchers have coined the health halo. And I absolutely love this because the reality is that most people aren't gonna be eating like Monster Munch and Snickers 
and wondering why they're not losing body fat, right? You probably know that that's an unhealthy snack full of highly processed foods and sugars and fats and, and all sorts, right? However, there's a lot of people that are in the know when it comes to quote unquote good foods and bad foods, and I cringe even using that term, but we're all on the same page when I, when I use that terminology, right? And it's a case of not realizing that thermodynamics, calories in, calories out, is still gonna be at the forefront of any sort of food decision you're now making. What do I mean by this? I mean that you can still have the most organic, grass-fed, amazingly, beautifully laid out food portions, all free of pesticides and gluten-free and organic and all the rest of it. Guess what? If you're eating too many calories, you're eating too many damn calories. And I don't know about you, but I tend to find that if you go into one of these like hippie food shops, and pardon my, my French terminology and what have you, if you go into Whole Foods, if you go into Planet Organic, what do you see? You see a bunch of health foods, which are so calorie laden, and you wonder why you're not using fat by going into these shops, and essentially all you're getting is a lighter wallet and uh, you know the waistline is still where it is sort of thing. And again, it's because that calories in, calories out still matter. And a lot of the time, the health halo is when someone is eating quote unquote clean foods, healthy foods and what have you, but they're paying no respect to the calories in that and therefore they're overeating it. And it's not like your body knows like, okay, it's because you ate like a, a salmon and avocado salad with nuts and olive oil and that's all quote unquote healthy versus something else which is unhealthy and therefore I'm gonna burn fat from that meal but, but not that one. It doesn't work like that. Calories still count and again, if we're having a bunch of these healthy but still high calorie foods like gosh just think nuts how many people do you know snack on nuts you might be one of them you see it in like offices all the time right handful of nuts do you know how many calories that you have just smashed back sandra in a couple of bites and again oh but sharif it's full of micronutrition and it's surely it's healthier than eating a snickers bar it's like yes it is if we now compare those two things in isolation but guess what that's not how humans work that's not how we work you know we eat diets which contain a multitude of different foods we don't just eat foods in isolation so when people say to me and i am going off on a little bit of a tangent here but stay with me oh like what's better like a punnet of blueberries or like this or that it's like it doesn't matter because no one eats like that. You don't just eat those foods in isolation and everything else in which you're doing around it does count, does matter. So again, the health halo is when you are willy-nilly loading up on healthy, but still highly calorie dense foods and you're paying no attention to energy balance. And instead, we're now in this frustrating scenario whereby you're eating clean, eating healthily, but you're eating too many damn calories because you, you don't have that caloric awareness or you're not tracking or all of the above. And if we don't have the, the health halo problem, sometimes we have the opposite problem whereby we're having too many diet foods, fat-free this and sugar-free that and it's stripped from, you know, and essentially all that's happening is it's really, really lacking in anything beneficial. They're normally quite high in sugars, just think like cereal bars, low in fiber, low in protein, and you're gonna be hungrier after you eat that after the blood sugar crash and all the rest of it versus, again, having a substantial meal with carbohydrates, starches, fats, vegetables, protein, and actually sitting with that food, digesting it properly, and then getting on with your life and moving on. The other big problem which people don't realize and see is that if we're now thinking of, you know, what happens to your body from a physiological standpoint, from a digestive standpoint, right? When we're now gonna be eating foods or when it's primed to eat because all food starts in the brain and then the gut, have a little think about the digestive process, right? It's like your body is primed to eat. It gets its digestive process ready. It gets your mind ready to enjoy some good food. Different enzymes and what have you get activated in order to kind of process that food and then nothing. So we're constantly kind of 
ramping up that process, but they're not actually giving it anything to deal with in any sort of substantial quantity. And again, all you're gonna be doing is pissing yourself off more than actually helping. And again, making your life harder when it comes to fat loss, which is the exact opposite of what we're now trying to do. And again, if we now know that little and often doesn't actually burn more fat, which I think was the sort of rhyme, reason and rationale for the kind of little and often before, I guess it's a case of now like, okay, I presented, you know, three problems with the whole snacking approach. So what what do we do differently? Do we just have one massive meal a day? Do we have two? And again, just to be perfectly clear and to circle the conversation back to how we started this, it doesn't actually matter how many meals we're eating per day, as long as your caloric needs are where they need to be over the course of a 24 hour period or even a seven day period like we do with our clients so they can enjoy socials on the weekend. Um, as long as you're where you need to be, right? And so for for a lot of people, that might mean just your three square meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That might mean breakfast, lunch, dinner, and maybe like a, a couple of snacks, right? I said the word snack, post-workout, maybe pre-workout. But again, the, the, the vast majority of your food is a meal time where you're sitting with it, you're having your proteins, your carbohydrates, your vegetables, your fats, and you're now digesting that plate of food. And it's, you know, minimum four to 500 calories, even for our females on our coaching program. And uh, you're gonna find so much more benefit, longevity and enjoyment, dare I say, in your fat loss plan compared to the eating sort of little and often. If you're at all sort of confused about the types of foods you should be eating, a quick Google search of the satiety index is going to help you out massively. And what is the satiety index? That's probably for another podcast and post, but essentially we've now got a list of foods which researchers have given scores to in terms of how they make you feel once you've eaten them. So shock, horror, chocolate, crisps, sweets, croissants score very, very poorly, meaning that when you eat these foods, you essentially wanna eat more of them. And, you know, quote unquote, boring foods, single ingredient, whole nutrient dense foods, such as potatoes, lean cuts of meats, vegetables, fruits, fish, etc., etc., score very highly because they do such a good job of making you feel fuller for longer, not to nick M&S's uh, strap line or what have you. So you want to be eating predominantly those kind of foods if you do indeed struggle with hunger on a diet, which as we discussed is the biggest killer. And again, just try spacing them out a little bit. In my vast experience, I generally find that people do the best with three to four meals per day. And when you start going to the little and often approach like we just discussed, or indeed when it's too, too much the other way, like the, the kind of one meal a day, we get into problems when it comes to hunger, blood sugar level management, etc., etc. So have a little play around with your meal timing this week. That is your homework for this week. Let me know how you get on. Maybe try bigger meals less often with still the same calories at the end of the day and tell me how that feels in terms of an energy, a satiation, a happiness and a hunger standpoint. And if you are feeling a little bit hungry, it's probably because your body is not used to that way of eating yet and you will require a week or so to get into it. But I'd love to know your experience with this. Hopefully this landed, hopefully this helps. And uh, at Sharif Lawton on Instagram is the best place to find me. Let me know how we get on this week and I'll see you in the next episode. Nice one guys, in a bit.